praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We magnify you, God. Amen, amen, hallelujah. We praise you this morning, Jesus. Thank you, Brother Brock, for all the kind words. I appreciate it. I appreciate my church. I never take it for granted. Anytime I have the opportunity to preach to this great congregation, this is my home. You are my people, and I love each and every one of you. I love my pastor, my pastor's wife, and his family. And thankful every opportunity I have. Now, Sunday mornings, this is a little different for me because I'm used to teaching college and career over in the cafe. So, staying in this morning, it feels feels a little weird, a little different. I have a couple college and career in here this morning. I'm sure they were in here to hear somebody else preach. But hey, I'm going to take it as uh, you're here to support me. So uh, <laughs> whether you are or not, I'm going to take it that way. So thank you for your support. <laughs> I'm sure you're here for me. <laughs> as we stand, please, we are going to go to the book of Mark. We already read from there this morning our scripture reading. So maybe that was confirmation that I'm in the will of God, but we're going to go to the book of Mark chapter 10. Book of Mark chapter 10, start reading from verse number 46. Amen. Yes, I've been in church 26 years. It'll be 27 this January. 27 years. I was telling somebody just the other day, I remember when I was a young man, I had only been in church maybe not even a year. I remember preachers coming through and, and even our pastor getting up and talking. And, and I remember him saying, how many people have been in church for five years? And stand up. And they would stand up. And I'd be like, I can't even stand up for that. I haven't even been in church a year. And uh, anyway, I haven't even been in church for ten years. And I look around, people standing up. They've been in church ten years living for God. That's crazy. And he would go all the way up to like, how many people have been living for God for like 50 years? And uh, 50 years? I haven't even been living for God for one year. I mean, it just blows my mind. And now here I am, 27 years later, still living for God. God has been faithful to me, and I've done my best to be faithful to him. Amen? Amen. There's no better place than right here in the house of God this morning. Praise God. Reading from Mark chapter 10, starting at verse 46. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Tonight, to this morning, I would like to just talk for a little bit about take me to Jesus. Take me to Jesus. If you will. Pray with me one more time that God will have his way in this place today. Lord Jesus, we need you this morning. We need you in this place, God. I cannot do this on my own. 
God, this is not about me, but this is all about you, Jesus. We need to hear from you this morning. We need you to speak to us. God, move in a mighty way as we give you praise, honor, and glory all throughout this place. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. Amen. You may be seated. Take me to Jesus. I have come here this morning because I want to see Jesus. That is why I'm here today. As much as I love each and every one of you in this place, I did not come to see you. I'm glad to see you. I'm happy that you're here with me, but I did not come to see you. Whether you were here this morning or not would not change the fact that I was still going to be here today. Because I came this morning to see Jesus. Amen. And it should be the same way for you. You probably did not come to see me. You probably did not come to hear me preach. But I hope you are here this morning with an expectation on seeing Jesus. Because he is all that matters. Jesus is all that matters this morning. I will let you down. I will fail you, and you will probably let me down somewhere along the way. But God is here today, and God will never let you down. God will never fail you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The God who is in this place today loves you more than anybody loves you, loves you more than your own mother and your own father. He cares about you, and he's reaching for you today. So I hope this morning you've come to see Jesus because he is why I'm here today. Hallelujah. I've come to see Jesus. He is why I'm in this place. He will not fail you. He will not disappoint you. He will always be there for you. So if you came today searching for Jesus, you've come to the right place. Amen. You've come to the right place. You are exactly where God wants you to be if you've come looking for Jesus. If you've come looking for somebody else, if you've come here to see family, you're here for the wrong reason. But if you're here for Jesus, then you're here for the right reason because Jesus is here to meet with you. Jesus is here to touch you and bless you and let you know that he loves you. Amen. I don't ever want to get to the place where I think that I have arrived that I don't need to praise him or that I don't need to come to an altar, but I will always need to see Jesus. That is why every service, there is no days off. Every service we come to the house of God, there needs to be people in the well seeking Jesus. I will always be down here in the front Praising God and worshiping God. Why? Not because I'm better than anybody, but because when I come to the house of God, I come with an expectation of I need Jesus. I need Jesus. As I just said, I've been in church almost 27 years this January, and it still has not gotten old for me. 
I don't ever want to get to that place where, oh, I don't need to go to the altar anymore. I don't need to praise him anymore. I don't need to worship him anymore. No, I still need to give him everything because he gave me everything. He died on a cross for me. There's a reason why I am up here praising him with everything in my being because he deserves it. He deserves it. He gave his life for you and I. How much more can we just come up and lift our hands and praise him for a little while and give him everything he deserves? Praise God. He is worthy. He is worthy. And that is why I am here this morning to come to Jesus. I came to see the king. And we find in the Bible many in the Bible that came to Jesus. They came to Jesus because they knew that he was what they needed. Many in the Bible came to Jesus because they found out that they could search this world over, but they're never going to find what they need in anything but Jesus. We find a great example of this with the woman with an issue of blood. Many accounts talk of this woman in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. All three books of the Bible refer to this woman. And they talk about her coming to Jesus, that she had tried everything, 12 years searching for her healing, 12 years going to every physician that she knew, trying everything that she could possibly try, trying to receive her healing, trying to get something to fix her problem. But she got to the point where she was sick and tired of being sick and tired. When you are out looking for your answers in all the wrong places, I will promise you this, it will always get worse. And that's what the Bible said with the woman with the issue of blood. It said that her problem was not getting any better, but it was actually getting worse. The more she was seeking in all the wrong places, the more her issue became worse and worse. When you're looking for your answer in the things of this world, your problems will not get better, but they will get worse. You can't find your answers in the bottom of a bottle or through the love or approval of other people. But I'm telling you, the only person that has the answer to your issues and to your problems and through your struggles is Jesus. When you come to Jesus... He will have an answer for every trouble you have. He will have an answer for every problem you go through. I'm telling you this morning, Jesus knows where you're at today. And he's just looking for somebody who came looking for him. He's looking for somebody who's, I'm here to see Jesus. This woman with an issue, she had tried everything 
Her problem was only getting worse. She was only falling into more problems, falling into debt. More things were happening around her. And then she heard that there was a man that was going to be near her by the name of Jesus. And she said, you know what? I've tried it all, but I heard this man has an answer. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to Jesus. And the Bible says that this woman did whatever it took to get to him. There was a crowd around him, thronging him, people everywhere. But the Bible said that she did whatever she could to squeeze and to crawl and to get to the master just to touch the hem of his garment. She even said, I knew if I could just touch the hem of your garment, I would be made whole. I knew she wasn't going to let anything keep her from getting to Jesus. She had a made up mind. I've tried everything in this world but now I need to try the master. I need to try Jesus. I'm telling you if you've tried it all you're in the right place today because Jesus has your answer here. Jesus will supply every one of your needs. He will bless you and keep you and strengthen you like never before. But this woman came to Jesus. She knew she needed Jesus. So she did whatever it took to get to him. There's another in the Bible that came to Jesus. His name was Zacchaeus. The Bible said that he was a rich man. But here he was coming to Jesus. I want to tell you all the riches in the world will not compare to what you will find in the house of God. You can have all the money in the world and it will not satisfy your needs like Jesus will satisfy your needs. This is proof of it. He was, a, he was the chief publican. It says he, it seems like he may have had it all together. He was a tax collector. It said he was rich, but here he was. He heard Jesus was coming down his road, and he said, you know what? I'm going to do something. I'm going to go out there if I could just see him. I want to see this man. I want to see Jesus. It doesn't even necessarily say that he was trying to talk to Jesus. It didn't say that he was trying to touch Jesus. The Bible says that he sought him. He was just there to see the man. But Zacchaeus was very short. He was very short in stature, and he couldn't see over the rest of the crowd. And, and so he came, and he was looking and trying to see Jesus, but he couldn't. So he saw the way Jesus was walking, and he saw a tree there. And the Bible says they climbed this tree. He climbed a tree just to see Jesus. What are you willing to do this morning to see Jesus? What are you willing to go through this morning to see Jesus? 
Are you willing to come down to an altar at altar call? Are you willing to push through some people just to let Jesus know, I need you. I need you more than anything in this world, anything in my life. Are you willing to climb a tree for Jesus? Because Zacchaeus was willing to do whatever it took just to see him. Just to see Jesus. He could have given up. He could have said it wasn't meant to be. But he was willing to do whatever it took. Well, maybe this just wasn't my day. Well, Brother C.G. just didn't preach the right message. Looks like I'm not going to find Jesus this morning. Because it was just Brother C.J. preaching. He didn't, he didn't say the right words. He didn't do the right things. He didn't go down the right path. He didn't uh, say all the fancy little sayings that I wanted him to say. So, you know what? I, I'm, not, I'm not going to do what I have to do to get to Jesus. But Zacchaeus didn't let anything stop him from getting to the master. And when you get desperate enough, when this world leaves you high and dry and you find yourself flat on your back, I'm telling you, you're going to get to a place where you're willing to do anything to get to Jesus. Don't wait till it's too late, church. Don't wait till you've lost your loved ones, until you're hurting and bleeding. But find Jesus this morning. Get to Jesus today. I've come to see you, Lord. I've come to touch your garment, Jesus. We don't have to wait till it's too late. Jesus is here this morning. Praise God. But we find that these people, they came to Jesus, but we also find in the Bible that there are people that Jesus went to them. Jesus knows how to find you. Jesus knows how to come down your path. He knows how to get your attention. You may be, think you're here all by yourself and that you just got yourself dressed and came to church, but Jesus came and got you this morning. Jesus knows exactly where you're at. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're up against. He knows what you're facing. And Jesus is knocking on your door this morning because he knows how to find you. Hallelujah. So we find others in the Bible that Jesus went to them. One woman, we know her as the woman at the well. She was in Samaria and Jesus said that they must need go through Samaria. They had to go this route, and Jesus had a purpose. And that only purpose was because there was a woman there that he was going to meet at a well. He had no other business in Samaria, but he was there this day because he knew that there was going to be a woman there with a need. Hallelujah. Jesus knows your needs this morning. He knows exactly why you came here today. He knows exactly what you're going through. And he wants to help you. He wants to strengthen you. And he wants to bless you. Jesus was going through this area for one purpose and one purpose alone. Because he knew that there was going to be a woman that needed him. Jesus will go out of his way to get your attention. He will go out of his way 
to get your attention. He knows how to reach you. Sometimes we may not understand why some things are happening to us, but it is just Jesus coming to get your attention. It's Jesus trying to bring you back where you need to be. You may wonder, why am, why am I going through this? Why do I keep running into this person everywhere I go? I'm telling you why. Because Jesus is trying to let you know he's reaching for you. He's coming for you. He's, he's trying to get you back to the house of God. He's trying to bring you where you need to be. Another man that Jesus went to. In Mark chapter 5, it talks about Jesus coming to the Gadarenes. And if you really look this up, Jesus had no other business here. In fact, after he did what he needed to do, everybody started screaming at him and yelling at him and wanting him to leave. And so he just got back on the boat and left. So I believe with all my heart that in Mark chapter 5, when Jesus arrived to the Gadarenes, he knew exactly who he was coming to see. He knew exactly who he was coming to visit that day. And it was a man who was dwelling in the tombs. The Bible says that every day he was cutting himself, that chains and fetters could not hold him, but he was breaking these things and he was filled with so many demons that they, their name was Legion. And here this man was possessed with many devils. But Jesus came to the Gadarenes because he knew that there was a man that needed to see Jesus. He came to this place because he knew there was a need that only he could solve. There was a problem that only he could solve. So he showed up that day with the purpose of delivering a man from demons. And Jesus did exactly what he came to do. So I don't know what you need today, but Jesus is coming to you this morning. Jesus is coming to you this morning. And so we find some in the Bible that they came to Jesus. We find some in the Bible that Jesus came to them. But there are others that even though they knew who Jesus was, and even they, they knew what they needed, but they understood that they could only do so much. Themselves, they could not quite get to Jesus. We find also in Mark a man who was sick of the palsy, but he had four friends. Who's thankful for your friends? I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for my friends that pray for me, that love me, that care for me. Because I'm telling you, if it's not for your friends and your family, where would I be today? I don't want to know where I'd be if it wasn't for friends and family praying for me. Amen. But he had four friends, the Bible says, and these four friends had this man who was sick of the palsy. He could not walk. He could not move. He was on a stretcher. He had no way of getting to Jesus. They found out that Jesus was in the neighborhood. Jesus was in the house, and he couldn't get to him. 
They went to the house, and the house was so full of other people that there was no way that they could get this man into Jesus. But these four friends had a never-give-up type of attitude that they understood that the only way, the only answer to this man's problem was in that house. The answer was in the house. Somehow, we got to get this man to Jesus. Somehow, we got to get the man who's on this stretcher inside that building to the man of God because he's in there, and that is the problem solver. What are we going to do, friends? And they begin to talk, and they begin to discuss, and they decide, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do whatever it takes to get this man to Jesus. So the Bible says that they begin to rip off the roof of this house. They begin to tear this building apart and begin to let their friend down from the roof just to get him to Jesus. And when they let him down, Jesus looked at this man and he said, By their faith, thy sins are forgiven thee. Because of their faith. Because you had some people around you that weren't giving up on you. Because you had some people that were willing to take you to Jesus. You had some people that were willing to pray for you. That were willing to lay it all down for you because of their faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These men were willing to take this man to Jesus. We'll do whatever we have to do, but we're going to get him to the house of God because that's where he needs to be. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. And I'm here this morning to preach somebody uh, that we need to take somebody to Jesus today. Hallelujah. There are people in our world uh, all around us uh, that they don't know how to get to Jesus. Uh, they don't even know where he's at. Uh, they don't even know what's going on in their world. Uh, but I'm telling you, you and I both know uh, that Jesus still has the answer. Uh, and it is up to you and I uh, to take somebody to Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. There are people all around us with the inability to make it here this morning. But you and I are here. We're here to help somebody get to Jesus. As the musicians come, I am not going to be too much longer. But the verses that I used this morning... And Mark chapter 10 talks about another man who could not quite get to Jesus by himself. His name was blind Bartimaeus. And he had been blind a long time, I don't know, maybe all his life. But the Bible says that he was on the side, highway side begging. And when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was coming his way, he began to cry out. 
he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Anytime I read this story now, I often think back to our Messiah play. If you don't know, we done a Easter drama quite a few times called the Messiah. And we do this particular scene where Jesus is coming by. And there's a man over here screaming, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And he begins to cry out the more. And we have an awesome lady by the name of Sister Betty who does a great, fantastic job. And she always tells that man, be quiet, old man, be quiet. Trying to get him to calm down and to shut up. But in that, just like the scripture says here, he began to cry out the more, and Jesus said, you know what? Let him come to me. Let him come to me. And the Bible says that he came to Jesus. But you and I both know that this man was blind. This man had no real way of knowing exactly where Jesus was. He could not have made it to Jesus on his own. Yes, he could have walked around and people could have watched him stumbling all over himself. But somebody, and we describe this and show this in our drama, as somebody goes over to this man by the name of Bartimaeus. And he walks over to him. Can I use you, brother? And Jesus said you could come to him. And he takes him by the hand or, or maybe he takes him, puts his hand on his shoulder as he begins to take this man to Jesus. I'm taking you to the master. I'm taking you to Jesus now. The man that you came to see, the man that you've been crying after, you can't see him in your own regard because you're blind. You're blind. You can't make it there on your own. But you know what? I'm going to take you to Jesus. I'm going to take you to Jesus today. You're going to be all right because I know him. I can see him. I know exactly where he's at. And you may not know, but I know. And I'm going to help you get there. You're not going to have to do this on your own, friend. Because I'm going to take you to Jesus. But what if this man right here said, you know what? Somebody else can take him. Somebody else can take him. Why does it have to be me? Why do I have to be the one to take him? Why do I have to be the one to go out of my way and bring this man to Jesus? Why do I have to be the one to come down on a Thursday night and pray for somebody? Why do I have to be the one? Because God called every one of us to reach those who are lost. Because God called each and every one of us to reach those who are hurting, who are dying, who are struggling, who are in pain. Every one of us is a minister of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, it is up to us to get somebody to Jesus this morning.
Hallelujah. But this man somewhere along the way said, no, if I don't take him to Jesus, he may never make it to Jesus. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do whatever I have to to get him to the master. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Uh, you have lost loved ones. Uh, you have a son, a daughter, a mom or dad uh, who is not in the church today. Uh, don't give up praying for them. Don't give up taking them to Jesus. Uh, it's not over yet. Praise God, there's somebody this morning uh, in each and every one of our lives uh, that we know they need Jesus. They need Jesus this morning. Uh, and you may be the only one uh, that's able to get them there. Uh, you may be the only one uh, that's able to get them to this altar. Uh, but it's up to you. It's up to me. We need to take someone to Jesus. Hallelujah, as we stand all over this building this morning. Oh, hallelujah, I've got a burden for somebody who's lost today. I'm telling you this morning, there are people that aren't here this morning that aren't in this building, but you can still bring them to Jesus. They may not be here physically, but you can still bring them to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I'm thankful that somebody didn't give up on me, but somebody kept praying for me. And they prayed for me and prayed for me until one day I was in the house of God, lifting my hands and being filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, I'm telling you, somebody needs to take somebody to Jesus this morning. I know, I know you have some loved ones that you've been praying for for years. You've been praying for them for years and years, and you're ready to give up. Why? Why pray for them anymore? How am I going to get them to Jesus? Don't stop. Don't stop. I got a brother over here by the name of Nate Reese and his mother Gloria who prayed for their father for year after year after year. Oh, hallelujah. And on his deathbed, we baptize him in the name of Jesus. They kept taking him to Jesus until he got to Jesus. and you need Jesus, Jesus is in this place. These altars are open if you need Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. He's here to meet with you today. He's here to give you exactly what you need. He's here to give you exactly what you came for. Be God of them.
I'm telling you all over this place, there are people, you've got friends, you've got family, you've got loved ones that need Jesus. I'm telling you, these altars should be full of people taking other people for Jesus. Hallelujah. There's people that can't make it here on their own yet. Are you going to stand in the gap for them?